Welcome to Odd Texas Football. This is this week's special state of the program with InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalin. Uh Eric, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, what's going on? Uh, it's time to have our weekly uh, discussion about the state of the program. Uh, each and every week, we, we try to do this and, and give the, the folks a, a sense of not just one aspect, but all aspects of where Texas sits and stands. Uh, and there's no one better to talk to than, than you as the publisher of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric, let, let's start with the game at Baylor, uh, or not at Baylor, with Baylor, at DKR, right? Um, on Friday, what are the things you think Texas has to accomplish to win this game? I mean, they got to get the run game going because that's, you know, that's the they're, they're kind of one-dimensional on offense right now. Uh, and so that's going to have to be their dimension. But, I, you know, I think they're going to have to uh, go back to uh, Jordan Whittington and uh, keep getting him involved, like I've been saying all year. You know, go to the reliable players, and the reliable players are going to be Bijan, Roshan, uh, need to get Jatavian Sanders back involved again. You know, didn't necessarily need him versus Kansas. Uh, but, you know, the, the the reliable high percentage passes are where they need to go right now because, uh, you know, Quinn's kind of uh, struggling and continue to struggle with the deep ball. But uh, I, I think they're going to run the ball. You know, Baylor does have a good defense, and Aranda is going to uh, put his team with the, the pieces he has in the best position to, uh, to stop him that he can. He's a good defensive coordinator, obviously. That's how he made his bones. Uh, there's a lot of data on how to stop Texas, so I think he's going to have a good game plan. But I think Texas can use uh, a similar game plan they had versus Kansas. They're just going to meet a little more resistance because Baylor does have uh, better personnel, especially up front. But, um, you know, Texas can Texas can put up points on this defense. It should be a, a pretty evenly contested game, but uh, I like Texas' chances to pull away in the second half. You mentioned that. On paper, they look very similar. I mean, just the reality of it, neither quarterback is playing great. Uh, the defense tends to carry them, but they have some big playmakers on offense and rely on that a little bit. Uh, very similar, uh, very similar teams. The one thing that I'm I'm looking at right now, the weather uh, in Austin on Friday, 80% chance of rain yeah. during the game. Um, it's going to be wet. Uh, and you mentioned from the very outset, Texas got to be able to run the ball. Uh, and I think they got to be able to play keep away a little bit too, right? I mean, uh, it'll it'll be interesting because they, I like I like, def, I like Texas defensive matchup in this game though I think you do uh, yeah the best unit overall in the game on defense I was going to ask you that because last year and this is my you know whatever Texas was leading going into the second in the second half in that game but like so many others uh, Texas had a couple mistakes Josh Moore dropped a couple passes yep. uh, and then the uh, the defense just couldn't keep up with the Baylor run game. And it was demoralizing by the end of it, right? Yep. Um, do you think Texas is pre better prepared for that run game outside on the edges? Because that's really where they got beat last year. Yeah. They didn't beat up the middle, but on the edges this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, Baylor had a really good run game last year. They have another, they have a couple of good running backs again this year, two different guys uh, than we saw. Uh, Craig Williams is finally, you know, really breaking out. He's always been talented. And then they've got the freshman, Richard Reese. Uh, and they got a good offensive line too, but I'm not, you know, I don't think that they're going to have, Texas is really good at stuff at stuffing the uh, traditional run game uh, when they know it's coming. You know, they've had a couple busts this year, really only two. When I say couple, I'm quite literally two: Kendry Miller and uh, Jace McClellan. Uh, other than that, they've really bottled it up and made teams, uh, uh, you know, forced to throw the ball around. And, and you know, they, they're wide receivers. They they do have some ability, but they're not nearly as dangerous as we've seen in the past, uh, even in the recent past. So, you know, I like chances. I like Texas' chances to to keep the the their side of the ball uh, low scoring and, uh, you know, really improve UT's chances overall of winning because the offense isn't going to have to, you know, score 50 or anything. Uh, 
Yep. Uh, State of the program is brought to you by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm uh, there in Austin. Uh, the Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury. Adam is who you want to call. Adam, call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at LowyLawFirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Um, we, we talk about the Texas defense and the Texas offense and how they match up. Um, special teams this year, and this is something Jerry and I were talking in last night's chat, special teams this year for Texas has quietly been a very positive aspect of this game. How does Texas match up in special teams against Baylor? Well, I mean, that's due to uh, the influx of talent. The younger guys are out there, but they're also, you know, they're playing some really good players that would normally not see special teams for a lot of other programs. You know, the guys that jump out are, you know, Rashawn and Keelan Robinson are, you know, those guys are always flying around. Keelan Robinson plays at 100 miles an hour at all times. You got to love that guy. Um, you know, they're, they're just um, – it, but it's also indicative of the overall uh, improved team discipline. You know, the coaching has taken root uh, across the board in the second in the second season, and, uh, you know, that that's translating to uh, – to special teams. Special teams is discipline and want to. And then, you know, if you have some athleticism, that 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 dials it up too. But, you know, they got an influx of athletes uh, with the last class. They'll have another nice little influx this class. And uh, yeah, Jeff Banks is, uh, Jeff Banks was probably one of the most sure things uh, when he was hired as far as having good special teams. He's always had good special teams. He's known as one of the uh, the few guys that actually adds something different to it uh, rather than going through the, the motions. He takes it seriously. Uh, you know, you probably have you know, 10% good special teams coaches, 80% of, uh, of average special teams, and then 10% that are poor. It's like Mexican food, you know, very little of it stands out, but you do have your instances of very good and very bad and everything else is the same. I think that's like special teams coaches. You clearly aren't talking about Papacitos because that's my favorite. Yeah, there's a 10%. <laughs> hey, um, talking about uh, uh, the, the Texas special teams, one of the things that came up in that discussion yesterday uh, Texas is Burt Auburn, uh, totally uncertain coming into the year, right? Mm, He's yeah. currently 18 of 23, Eric, uh, yeah. 78%. Here's the big one, though, for me, seven of nine from yeah. between 40 and 49 yards. That's pretty, that, that's, that, along with Daniel Trejo, the late ad in the pool, yeah. uh, as a punter, I mean, I know it, it sounds, it, 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 it's almost like found money. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how to say that they, they got a, a walk on that's kicking in a scholarship punter from what not Concordia Lutheran, but Texas. Lutheran. I, I can't even I don't even remember, um, but a division three program, I think. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty impressive how they've made this into something uh, that is uh, reliable and uh, I think doing a better job than than others. Baylor, um, by the way, is I think they're breaking in a new kicker this year. They haven't been terrific or bad on special teams overall. They've been uh, mid-range. Uh, so we'll see uh, if that third aspect of the game plays a role. Hopefully, hopefully Worthy can get one to the house. He seems, he seems primed and ready. You know, I've been very impressed with the way he catches the ball at a you know, punt return. He's been smooth back there. Uh, he's, for the most part, made good decisions. So I, I think he's ready to uh, – it looks like he's getting closer to finding a crease, it seems. I, you know, we talked about this in the preseason whenever we heard they were running worthy first team, Eric. And I think now we know maybe why they did that. Deshaun Jameson is probably a better returner yeah. than Xavier Worthy. 
but he's not as sure with the ball in punt return. It's, Worthy has no fumbles on the year in the punt return game, apparently. Yeah, Wait. he's caught a few away from his body, too. Like, you know, it, like he shows that he has some natural hands when, uh, at least back there, you know, it's a whole different thing when you're moving uh, <laughs> than, than when you're stationary. But, you know, he's it, it goes to show you that his concentration is right. His head is in the game back there, and he's he's been very reliable. Well, that's that's a subtle move made by the coaches that was that was probably the right move in retrospect. Um, and we didn't expect that necessarily coming into the year, given that uh, Deshaun had uh, done pretty well as a as a punt returner overall. Um, all right. Uh, next piece of this. Uh, you wrote an article on Tuesday about the portal. I wrote an article on Wednesday about the portal. And we're probably going to have an article every day until, you know, late January. It seems, you know, it's, it's about to, it's about to get going. That's what I'm saying though. That, that if, if you, if anybody wants to get inside your head and my head a little bit, that's where we're thinking right now, right? As a, as a program or as at inside Texas, uh, yes. Concerned about Anthony Hill because Texas needs a, uh, a potential first round pick at linebacker type guy. To, to put in the, into the system and, and really have a chance to play immediately. But um, we also know that in the portal, you can look at four or five guys. And if you add those right four or five guys or even seven guys and four or five become starters, this Texas football team a year from now, and, and this is, you've labeled this the year before the year at some level. And, you add four or five starters on top of what they've got coming up. Yep. All of a sudden, you're looking at not a team that, oh, they might be in contention for the Big 12 championship next year. They add the right pieces. All of a sudden, you're saying, okay, they're the favorite for the Big 12 championship because they have depth, they have experience, uh, and they have some explosiveness. Um, what are your well, thoughts? Well, I mean, the next year is probably going to be defined by how, how much uh, Quinn improves or, or becomes more consistent. But, you know – Shoring up everywhere else, I think they're going to have a great opportunity to do that. You know, the, um, some of the things we have to go over with fans are, uh, <clears throat> you know, we got a we got a, a thread going on of all the FCS guys that are going in because the portal opened up for the FCS on uh, on Monday, and it's like any guy that had any tackles or any success, Texas fans are wanting them to offer. But man, you've really got to uh, keep your wits about you. You have to stay patient because. You know, you go after one guy today and he commits, you don't know who's going to come in the, in the portal tomorrow, or you might not know who's going to the portal tomorrow. So you have to have a strategy, strategy behind it. You have to know your exact needs. You have to know who's capable of filling them and who's just a guy that's, you know, is he depth or does he improve your roster? Is he a starter? Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the strategy plays out. But what they're looking for are starters. They're not looking for a talented guy that's that got, you know, he, he's an outcast at his over at his previous program, but he's talented. Who cares? They're looking for Ryan Watts. They want Ryan, a guy like Ryan Watts, to come in, a starter level guy that's that's got got an NFL future. Ryan Watts, not a Jai Hall. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, for, I, I mean and I'm not trying to point out, but that's, that's what you're getting at, right, is... Sure. A Jai Hall was a calculated risk for what they were looking for then, but what they're looking for now is, uh, you know, a guy with guys with with starter upgrades right now because they're lo- that's what they're losing. They're losing guys that are gonna, 
at a minimum, a lot of the guys are going to be undrafted free agents in the NFL. Those, some of those guys are going to stick around. Some of them are going to be drafted. So you need to replace with those guys. You know, they're trying to reload. They're not trying to develop uh, the younger wave, even though they're talented. They'll bring them along at their own pace. Uh, but they want plug-and-play players. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I I feel like I, I was looking at the, the roster today, wide receiver roster in particular, because I was like, you know, could they take a uh, – everybody's mentioned Evan Stewart at A&M because everybody's mentioning every Evan Stewart at A&M. But beyond him, right – um, Xavier Worthy, a USC report from We Are SC yesterday said that he's apparently tinkering with the porter portal. We don't know that to be the fact case right now, right? Um, uh, I mean, those that talk's been out there since uh <clears throat> early October. You know, I wrote an article in October talking about the portal and what their needs were because you can always see it, you know, pretty far out. And I said he should be back. You know, I don't, you know, at this point, I don't know that I would stick with should. You know, he might be back, is what I would say. Okay, so my, my point to that <clears throat> is, is this. They're going to have needs at receiver, yeah. Um, not even beyond Evan Stewart or whoever, right? They, they, they literally could lose if they they'll lose Whittington, um, O'Meary and and Jaden Alexis just are are unlikely to ever be serious players there. Tariq Milton is gone, um, and then you know what what's left? Brennan Thompson and Savion Red, but they don't have a, a lot of depth there. Right. Uh, Casey Kane has not uh, come on as, as well as they'd perhaps like. Isaiah Nair's got the injury concern. Jontae Cook is talented he, as he is, and he's an early enrollee. He's going to play a lot next year, but you can't go into the season with that. So they're looking for a liability there. They need a starter. They need a, they need players that have done it, guys that can pick up a playbook quick, uh, guys that can move the chains. You know, th there, there's where they could f maybe find one stud and one one reliable guy that's, that's you know, above average, but maybe not not a world beater. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think that that's going to be uh, key to what uh, one of the pieces they do. They they need help at, on the defensive side of the ball. Period. I think because that is more experience. That is the more experienced side mm -hmm. of the ball at this time, and we'll have more attrition, uh, natural attrition of seniors. Whether it's Anthony Cook, who I think has played wonderfully this year, um, and then you have gotta, that defense. Yeah, got to find a safety. Got to find a safety, no doubt. That's that's they're 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 losing a lot of leadership and toughness with Cook back there. Not just uh, not just you know quality play. Yeah. And then you you look at uh, linebacker where Jalen Ford's the only starter, uh, presumably back. Uh, there's just a lot of guys I think right now uh, that uh, you know Texas needs needs play pieces. We don't know, you know. In fairness, Eric, we don't know exact names of who those guys are yet, right? Um, because they haven't officially put their names in the portal, right. uh, and that begins not this week. Uh, but the week after uh, the championship games for the yep. SEC, Big 12, Big 10, that sort of stuff. Yeah, December 5th, there's going to be just an avalanche of names going in. And, you know, Texas is – fans have to brace themselves. You know, they're going to – Texas might lose a guy or two that they wanted to keep. But overall, net, Texas is almost always going to be a net winner in this in this climate. You know, te um, for Texas to ascend right now, timing could not be better with all the new rules that are in place. You talk about uh, – you know, there's no longer uh, class limits on, on size. There's still a roster limit, but not class limits. So they can go as high as they, they theoretically need to. Um, you know, everything benefits uh, a school like Texas. So there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a bad beat here and there. But overall, on, on the on balance, Texas is going to come away a big winner over the next couple months. Eric, let me ask you this. Um, you say that. How much of that, the, the, the idea that Texas is going to be a winner, is that you think that Sark is a somewhat likable coach 
in the locker room compared to say Tom Herman, who from my experience in talking with former players was well, not well liked by his players, the vast majority of his players overall. How much does that help with attrition and attraction from existing college players? Well, you know, I think word of mouth from player to player uh, gets around about who, you know, which coach is which and how they act and all that. I think that does benefit Texas. You know, uh, these guys are all connected uh, way more so than they used to be. Uh, it's not hard to DM somebody and say, hey, what's going on there? You know, uh, we're already hearing about uh, about some of that, actually. So um, I think that there is a reputation for Texas being a good place to be. Uh, you know, that it's uh, I wouldn't call it a player coach environment because these guys are pretty tough on the kids. Uh, but it's definitely a healthy functioning environment uh, compared to some others for sure. Yeah. And that's the question, right? Is how much does that play a role uh, versus, you know, uh, other aspects of it? And I think that uh, I just, I just go back to, you know, you're, you're making a decision to transfer. You want to transfer into a better situation. Yeah. I, I mean, all these kids have pros and cons lists of what they're looking for, you know, and it's uh, scheme is one of them. And obviously Sark and scheme is going to play for every offensive player. But I think the development that we saw on the defensive side is going to aid the coaches, uh, certainly with their last couple games. Um, you know, they can they can show metrics to the kids. They could and they, they could show uh, individual success stories. They could put them on the phone with some of their players. The players do like the kids. Obviously, we know the pulse of the team probably better than anybody outside of the program. Uh, these players do love the, the, the coaches that, uh, you know, I was talking to a source the other day about the defensive improvement. He said some of it is just the fact that they're so much closer to the coaches than they were a year ago. You know, the bond, they trust, trust them. Uh, that, that word of mouth is definitely going to help Texas out. Texas has a lot to sell right now, for sure. Um, you mentioned the FCS portal opened on Monday. Um, I saw a couple of all Ivy League performers jump in, right? Like an yeah. offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. Uh, any names uh, in particular stick out to you at this point from that group or or not yet? Uh, you know, there was a wide receiver I looked at the other day. Last name was uh, Jana, I think, J-A-N-N-E-H, uh, I believe, or maybe U-H. Um, I didn't look too deeply into him, but um, he kind of sets up as the guy I was talking about as a uh, starter ability, more reliable, smooth guy, catches the ball away from his body, um, could come in and play immediately. Might not be that explosive next level, you know, early round draft pick that that they're also going to need. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a couple wide receivers in there that could help Texas for sure. But that also just goes to tell you that there are a lot of wide receivers in general. Uh, the bigger the player is, the harder they are to find. Uh, there's a lot of six foot 180 people out there. Uh, and so, you know, therefore there's a lot of guys that can play at Texas. That doesn't mean that they are the best option. Speaking with, uh, Eric Nalene, publisher inside texas.com. Uh, please uh, visit us and subscribe. If you get a chance, it's, uh, inside texas.com. It's, uh, uh, seven days free uh, right now uh, for a free trial uh, to InsideTexas.com. Eric, uh, I look at this uh, and talk about, we talked about portal. Let's talk about recruiting now a little bit. Uh, I mentioned Anthony Hill at the outset, the linebacker out of uh, Denton Ryan uh, that is expected to come down between Texas, Texas A&M, and perhaps a couple of out-of-state schools. What's the latest on him and what's the latest on, in recruiting, on recruiting in general? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. 
Uh, latest on Hill is, you know, Texas remains the team to beat. If he went anywhere else at this point, I'd be surprised, you know. Uh, yeah, like I said, he was at the TCU game. Um, uh, the, the result wasn't great, but the defense was good. Texas has opportunity to sell. Uh, talk about players helping recruit others. He's got a couple Denton Ryan teammates on the in the program, so he knows <clears throat> he knows as well as anybody that, you know, that's a good environment to be in. Um, you know, I think uh, I think he's, he has a, a pretty good relationship with the coaches. Uh, you know, I like Texas there. It's you know, there's a reason that I think all the predictions are trending in, in UT's favor. It pretty much happened since he decommitted since since A&M. You know, Texas had been surging in that recruitment before he picked A&M. He had the longer standing relationship with him in the summer. And, and that's kind of what won out. Uh, but I don't think when he picked A&M, his heart was 100 percent in it. Um, and so, you know, obviously their struggles opened the door. Uh, recruiting right now is just about uh, filling needs. Uh, and then also you got to um, account for what the needs are in the portal, too. So you might hold a number back to go go in the portal. You know that at one point we had it as a four wide receiver class. Now we have it more as a three wide receiver class. Uh, you know, you got to hold back and save room. So, you know, they're still pushing after DeAndre Moore there, Jacoby Lane. Uh, Kyle Parker might get uh, a harder push. Obviously, they've stayed in touch with the LSU commit um, from Lovejoy. He's a man. He's he's a hard one to pass on for me, man, because I think that guy could put, come in and play early. I think he could play inside or outside, probably more of a slot, but but could play outside as well. So you know, they've got options everywhere. You know, that one of the one of the benefits of uh, locking up much of your class in the summer is it really gives you time to focus on your team, but also strategize uh, the few remaining needing pieces. And of course, part of that strategy is the portal. So it's, uh, you know, you got to play it smart. It's so unlike a year ago when they were trying to rush to the finish with a really good class, right? They, yeah. they got out ahead of the, the curve this yeah. year because they had a year in, in, right. in town, right? And so they could build it a little more judiciously, I guess is the best way. And now they're waiting on a few key pieces and perhaps it gives them more time to really look at the, the broader perspective and say, Okay, how does the portal fit all of this? How do we yeah. how do we make this jigsaw puzzle into a complete picture? Well, you know, as as uh, funny as it sounds, after five and seven, that that worked out ideally because they were able to create momentum. You know, if they had a bunch of those kids committed in August and then they go five and seven, now you're you're struggling to keep it together. But you know, they caught momentum at the very end of November and early December, and then it was off and running. And you know, you know, kids kids fall into that. You know, it's, I'm not saying it's a trap or anything. I think it's just human nature. Uh, you know, Hey, what's going on over there? I want to be a part of that. Uh, so that, that, that late, that late cycle momentum really benefited UT. Um, they didn't necessarily need that this cycle. They got that momentum in uh, June 23rd when Arch committed, um, you know, but, but it definitely left them room to, to uh, you know, bring in a, a lot less targets, focus on the games, focus on the teams and, and really get down to brass tacks, evaluate the guys that they truly want. Um, now there's going to be intrigue in, in the high school ranks going into December for sure. You know, they're going to bring in some out of state kids that, uh, that are going to get a better look at Texas. Uh, Justin Benton, the defensive tackle, uh, uh, Tyler Scott, the cornerback who they love out of Georgia. Um, you know, it's going to get interesting. Don't get us wrong. We're not entirely focused on the portal. It's just that a lot of the class is locked up and they are looking for guys that can help them next year. Yeah. I mean, I, you, this is what I was getting at in my article today, Eric. It's like it, you can't, the immediate impact of the portal is something that no one can deny, right? And yet you don't want to displace recruiting altogether mm -hmm. because that's just as, I mean, the thing, and, and I mentioned this and compared it to, to basketball, right? I want to make this uh, analogy, but first I need to, we need to thank our, our sponsor. Uh, he's doing a spot right now. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. He specializes in results for his clients, whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury, 
Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Uh, I saw Adam uh, earlier this week giving away free turkeys uh, to some folks uh, in uh, the Austin area as well. So uh, hats off to him for not just sponsoring this show, but sponsoring uh, uh, a lot of uh, things happening in the Austin area in general. Um, so I, I want to go back to what I was saying, Eric, as it relates to uh, comparing it to basketball, because I, I went to the Gonzaga game uh, uh, last week, a week ago today. Um, and at one point in time, all five players on the court for Texas were transfers. Texas right now has only three players that are playing significant minutes that aren't transfers in basketball. Yeah. Basketball, however, is so different than football because of the volume of numbers, right? I mean, six times the scholarship numbers, basically. Um, and so I, I wonder what the happy median is, whereas basketball, I, we know Texas passed on one player this year that was a high school player because they wanted to bank the scholarship for the for the uh, uh, for the portal, mm -hmm. and they don't even know who the player is yet that they want to bank the scholarship for. They just know that they're going to need some right. adults coming into the building, right? Uh, as opposed to going too too heavily high school. What what? How do we? How do you think about it from the standpoint of what's the right mix here, and what sort of uh, uh, emphasis do you think Texas needs to put? on portal vis-a-vis uh, -vis that of recruiting? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think I saw a stat where 20% of starters are uh, in college football right now are, are transfers. Um, that's a pretty significant number. Um, but I think that I think that probably makes sense. You know, you do need that foundation for the program culture. You need the foundation for understanding schemes, the, the development within that program. Uh, you know, just if you just go all out mercenaries, you're going to have chaos. People aren't going to be on the same page. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to run a program that way. You don't, you don't get the same level of buy-in, you know, there's a, there's more of a selfishness attitude about it. Uh, so you always need that foundation. And then of course, you know, you, uh, you, you need the, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply you need these elite guys that you can get them when they're out of high school, you know, it's going to, it's going to keep them from reaching. So whatever the number is that they feel like they need to reach, maybe, maybe instead of taking 25 in a class, they take 20, uh, whatever the guys that they feel are reaches, you know, they probably won't reach for anymore. That's, you know, but every, every cycle is going to be different because your needs are going to be different. Um, you're going to have more guys going to the NFL. You might lose more on one side of the ball than the other. I don't think you necessarily go in with a set Hey, we need to hit this number on the portal. Uh, but, you know, needs are usually able to be seen uh, well in advance. You know, you could talk about what they're going to need next year uh, in August. We knew that. So uh, it's not hard to stay ahead of the curve that way. Uh, but if you look at it as a set number, it's hard to know. But you, you've got it. You can't just go full mercenary because then, you know, sac uh, you're sacrificing culture. Uh, you're, you're sacrificing understanding and development. Um, you know, they're, they're recruiting guys to their certain schemes on purpose. You know, a guy like Ryan Watts wouldn't be a great corner in every scheme. 
it's interesting, um, in my opinion, Eric, because I think about teams that have gone full mercenary. Okay. Kansas State used to with with Bill Snyder. Now that's a bit different though, because they're going mercenary with kids that sh- should have probably been in their program the whole time. They're JUCO kids uh, that are, that that was their only option. Yeah, yeah, and and furthermore, right? Furthermore, with that, his style of offense was simplistic. So, yeah. and so was his defense. Really, I mean, sure. it was effective, but very, fairly simple. And Texas doesn't necessarily want to do that on offense with all the pre-snap motion and all that stuff, Kansas State didn't do a bunch of that stuff. Um, And I I feel like you go full mercenary, you lose that edge that you're talking about of, you know, not just culture, but um, ability to understand and and teach one another. Cohesion is part of it too, you know, go out and get that. I mean, that's (laughs) – the best thing we're doing right now is we're talking about the portal and not mentioning offensive line where cohesion matters the most. You know, I mean, I think in years past, it seemed like we always started off with the offensive line, maybe not last year because we knew that they were going to get all these studs, but yeah, it's uh, where cohesion matters the most. They're not needing it. So, I mean, it's, it's one thing to need a, a mercenary wide receiver. He's out there on an Island by himself. It's not nearly as important. Uh, we're just raw athleticism. You can, uh, you can plug and play. It's not, 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 not the same as integrating an inside linebacker that's going to call a defense or, or a safety that's going to call a defense. We're going to end this episode of uh, state of the program and I'm going to knock on wood while I say it, because it's a fact that uh, is crazy. Texas is entering game 12 of this football season. They have not made a single change on the offensive line starting lineup from game one to game 12 that I can't remember the last time that has happened at the University of Texas. You, you, any, any, uh, remembrance of that happening at Texas for you? No, I don't. And you know, what's wild about it is that, um, you know, that we're going to see extreme competition in the spring. So as, as steady and consistent as it's been in this season, uh, hold on to your hats in the spring, because I think we're going to see a lot of changes, not just because, uh, Christian Jones is is departing, but there's going to be a lot of competition guys going in and out and, uh, fighting and clawing for that playing time. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yep. All right. Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton. This has been this week's The State of the Program. Please check in on us uh, each and every day at InsideTexas.com. We're there with the latest news, recruiting information, portal information, as well as team and basketball news, too. Uh, For Eric, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.